Hey fam, we are quickly approaching the arrival of the Showcase of the Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall WrestleCast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. For more information and details, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at FourthWallCast or go to Patreon.com slash FourthWallWrestleCast. We will be streaming live from the tailgate on our Twitter page. So if you're not going to WrestleMania, you can still join the party. Once again, come join the Fourth Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Do I have everybody's attention now? Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing first, from parts unknown, our resident Mark, Johnny Smart. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Next, coming down the aisle, the unstoppable force, the immovable object, Doc Haas. I can't help it that I'm custom made. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, Woo, can't dance all night long. And here is your host. The baby face of podcasting, JC Bumble. You know what? You just made the list. Elizabeth, go right now, go and left. Can I ask a question, Macho Man? Your question, question. You're listening to the fourth wall wrestlecast. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Wall. And what up, fam? Welcome to the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. This is the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. You can find us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network, available on all major podcast platforms, such as Anchor and Apple and Google and Stitcher and Spotify and Overcast and wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. I am your host with the most, the baby face of podcasting, J.C. Bones, and I am accompanied by 
the best co-host a guy could have ever asked for. He is sweeter than candy. I give you the good doctor, Doc Haas. Like like a Reese's peanut butter cup, baby. It melts in your mouth. (laughs) Nothing is quite like the combination of chocolate and peanut butter. No, that is that that is heaven on earth right there. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to episode 19 of the Fourth Wall Wrestlecast. If you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, there are a few ways you can show your support. First, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth Wallcast. That's the number four, T-H-W-A-L-L-C-A-S-T. Next, please buy our merchandise by going to represent.com and searching for Wrestle Addict Radio or follow the link below in the bio. We have hoodies and t-shirts available for sale, so be sure to pick up your fresh Fourth Wall merch at represent.com. Last but not least, please join the 4th Wall fam by going to patreon.com slash 4th Wall Wrestlecast, where for as low as $1 a month, you can receive early access to our weekly shows. $3 gives you exclusive content for Patreons only, and $5 and $10 gives you all of that and so much more. So please sure to go to patreon.com slash 4th Wall Wrestlecast and join the 4th Wall fam. So, Doc, we have a few events coming up as we get closer to WrestleMania. So tell the fam all about it. So, fam, if you're going to be at WrestleMania, I cannot stress to you enough that you need to come to the fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate. It'll be from 11 to 4. It'll be at the MetLife Stadium parking lot. The lot number is to be determined, so make sure you pay attention to all our social media accounts to get that information once we we get the... uh, the, the word from MetLife Stadium. A $5 admission gets you food, drinks, beers, games, prizes, great people, including the Wrestle Attic Radio family, and plenty of kayfabe. All the proceeds this event are going to go to the Ronald McDonald House Charities, which are close to my uh, charity close to mine and Bone's heart. Let me tell you about another event going on the week of WrestleMania before the tailgate. It's on Thursday, April 4th. Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio are hosting the RWA Gala, which will be streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash RWA World. It's live. It starts at 7.30. Make sure you make sure you check it out. Yes, at the gala, myself and Smarky are going to be part of a war room debate with other brethren from Wrestle Act Radio, so it should be fun. Again, we're going to be live at 7.30 p.m. on twitch.tv slash RWA World. Now, Doc, let's get into today's show. We have a lot to talk about as we get closer to WrestleMania because things definitely were shaken up this week as we are two weeks away now from WrestleMania. We have uh, more matches have been booked, stipulations have been added, and a new champion was crowned. Uh, after all of the WrestleMania talk, in lieu of the upcoming Superstar shakeup that was scheduled post WrestleMania, Doc and I decided to have some fun and give our version of the Superstar shakeup, where we are going to trade 11 superstars from Raw and then 11 superstars from SmackDown. We'll get to that in the second half of the show. But, Doc, before we get into WrestleMania, let's give the fam some breaking news. Okay, fam, so we want to bring you some breaking news 
from Lucha Underground. Uh, over this past week, four Lucha Underground wrestlers have been given their releases after filing a lawsuit over their contracts. El Hijo del Fantasma, also known as King Cuerno from Lucha Underground, Ivelisse, famous dick wrestler Joey Ryan, and Thunder Rosa, also known as Cobra Moon from Lucha Underground, who were involved in a class action lawsuit against Baba G Productions and the El Rey Network, will be immediately released and will become free agents as part of a settlement. So, Doc, I know the two of us aren't that familiar with these four stars, uh, but I know I have watched uh, the first couple seasons of Lucha Underground, so I do know a little bit about Cobra Moon and King Cuerno and their characters in Lucha Underground. Cobra Moon, also known as Thunder Rosa, uh, is a fantastic female luchador, and I feel like that's a dynamic that the WWE's women's division could really use to start adding some of the female luchadors into the women's division. So I could see Cobra Moon going to an NXT. Yeah, the only, um, I think the only, like, like Spanish woman on the, the roster that I can think of, like, I guess, uh, well, I guess Bailey, Bailey is a little Spanish, right? Does yeah. Bailey have Spanish in her? Bailey, or or some sort of Hispanic Vega. in her? And Zelina Vega was what my first thought was. Um, yeah, so they could definitely use, like, now is she like a, like, I've never seen her wrestle. She's like a mask, like luchador and everything yes, with the mask yes. and yep, both. Yep. Okay, she has Legit wrestled Luch- without okay. the mask as well. Okay, but, uh, from luchador, well, yeah, there's no like mask. There's no. You know, is luchador even the proper word from a woman's lucha libre wrestler? Luchadora. Okay, I don't watch a lot of lucha libre, so mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know the terminology as well. Right. Okay. I, I would like to see something like that in WWE. Well, it's Doc, another dynamic that they haven't brought yet. Doc, if if we want to be professional podcasters, we have to start knowing these words. <laughs> professional I'm podcasting American. at its best. I am American. Okay, I learned American words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so l- let's talk about Joey Ryan and Eva Lee. These are two stars that we do know a little bit more about because uh, their names have been a little more mainstream. Uh, over the past few years, especially uh, someone like Joey Ryan. Uh, I mean, now with the formation of AEW, I don't think Joey Ryan's gimmick would really go over too well in a WWE ring or even an NXT ring, but I could definitely see Joey Ryan making his way over to AEW. He has been a prominent uh, star in a lot of the Being the Elite videos. He is very close with the Bucks and Cody and Omega, so I could see Joey Ryan having a uh, heading over to all elite wrestling. Do you think that he, even if he went to all elite and now that all elite's going to have a TV deal, do you think he'd still have to tone it down a little bit? It Joey depends, Ryan. It depends on what station the, the, what TV deal they get and what station they end up on. I think. Uh, I feel like they end up on a big, like one of the Turner networks. I mean, that's, that's a pretty big network that gets big advertising money, and I, I wonder how I wonder how well that whole dick gimmick would go over even with them. Because I mean, that's pretty raunchy. It is. It's <laughs> even it's even raunchy for the Attitude Era. You know, like that would be raunchy in the Attitude Era. Right. So just just a thought I had in my mind. No, I mean, AEW sounds lot. Sound would be a logical destination for Joey Ryan is like you said, his uh, relationship with the Bucks and and being the elite. Mm-hmm. But I just I'm just curious 
everybody knows it wouldn't work in WWE, but everybody assumes it would work in AEW. But I think, you know, the game's... The game's changed since Double or Nothing went down for them. There's a lot more money involved now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more eyes on you now. And there's a lot more scrutiny on you now. Yeah. So I wonder what kind of road Cody and the Bucks are going to be willing to go down. Right. Well, uh, there's still been no no talks about officially getting their TV deal. But like I said, I think that has that's going to have a lot to do with what, with what their direction is going to go. So... We're going to have to wait and see. But let's talk about Ivelisse real quick. Ivelisse is definitely one of the top female stars out there, in my opinion, from what I've seen. Uh, she's definitely not as mainstream as the Charlotte Flairs, the Ronda Rouseys, the Tessa Blanchards, even the Jordan Graces. But Ivelisse is up there in terms of talent. Um, I know she's had a stint uh, on the indies uh, as well as Lucha Underground. I only know her from Lucha Underground. Um, but I definitely would love to see someone like Eva Lee's. I think her dynamic, her character that, that she has would be great, a great addition to WWE or NXT's women's division. Yeah, I, I agree. But something like my gut tells me AEW here. Yeah. Again, yeah. especially if the money's right. If the money's right, right and you, there's more likely of an opportunity you're going to be on the top of the card a lot quicker. Yeah. Like, does she really? You need to go to NXT. No, yeah, she she's the type of she's the one that can go right to the main roster. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the smart the smart business decision in my head there is to sign with AEW. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope we all hope that all four of these stars end up on their feet very soon, uh, and we're looking forward to see where the four of them end up in the near future. So, Doc, let's get into our WrestleMania talk. We're going to take a quick break. So, fam, we'll be right back. What is going on, everybody? This is your resident Universal Royalty King, Ricky Rose, speaking. And if you like what you're listening to right now, I want to invite you guys to check out my wrestling show, The Kings of the Rings Podcast, coming out with a new episode each and every Friday right here on Wrestle Addict Radio. You don't want to miss it. What's up, guys? This is Mr. Monday Morning Mance Chapel inviting you to join me every Monday morning for The Gift of Podcast. I'll give you thoughts on today's wrestling, but I'll also hop in the Wayback Machine and we'll take a look at wrestling's past. And my God, sometimes it gets ugly. Don't take my word for it. Come hear it for yourself every Monday morning on Wrestle Addict Radio. This is The Gift of Podcast. All right, Doc, so we are less than two weeks away from WrestleMania, and things are really starting to stir up uh, this week on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, So let's get right into it. So first, let's start with Triple H versus Batista. So now it looks like there's been a stipulation added, and Batista is finally getting what he wants. It looks like what Batista wants is Batista wants... Give me what I want! Give me what I want! What I really, really want. want! Yo, can, can we just take a sidebar? How fucking funny was Triple H when he started reading the letter and was doing the Spice Girls in the room? Uh, no. so Priceless. Funny. Priceless. Because you know what happened is that Triple H saw the memes that came out after the oh, yeah. Batista thing, and he's like, all right, got to put that into the ring. That was priceless. Yeah. That was very, very good promo work. That was a so, little, that, that was a, that was a little, that was a little, like, not a, a little, yeah. a little uh, rub to the fans. Yep. A little rub, a little rub to the fans for doing something funny. Yeah, mad props on that. But so uh, that looks like the way this is the storyline is going to go. So 
How is this going to play out at WrestleMania? I know you had said, Doc, that we're going to probably see Batista go over and maybe see this continue until next year. Now, we mentioned this offline. Batista is part of a very elite group of superstars. Uh, There are only six superstars that Triple H has never defeated in a singles match. So one of them is Batista. Then there is Daniel Bryan. Psycho Sid, Seth, random name, yeah, Seth Rollins, Ultimate Warrior, and God. Roman Reigns. Ultimate Warrior, dude, he got squashed by the Ultimate Warrior. Yes. <laughs> now, so Batista is part of this elite group of people who have who Triple H has never defeated in a one-on-one match. So, I think it's pretty set in stone. Triple H is going to get a victory here. So I think in my eyes it has to be this year at Mania because he can't put his career on the line just to come out of retirement next year yes, at Mania to face Batista again. But then again... Yes, he can. Yes, he yeah, can. He I absolutely mean, can. We don't always he have to stick to kayfabe. But, so. Batista, Batista can be the one that's willing to to say, like, you know, like, hey, I they, they can start a feud again next year somehow. Is that like Triple H is going to be leaving WWE? Yeah. yeah, the fact that he is an on-screen authority figure and the COO of the company, on-screen COO of the company, even means that he can easily end his career and still keep himself on TV in a very, you know, oh yeah, in a, in a very prominent role, and that prominent role can get him back to Batista somehow still, and right. then Batista is the one who could say. Forget what we did last year. We're doing this again. Blah blah blah. Give me what I want. Blah blah blah. And uh, we can absolutely do this again. Like I, I know this was put in here, so I think to make people think what you said, like oh, the Triple H is definitely gonna win. But I have a feeling Batista is still going to win this match, and Triple H being retired by Batista is going to be a, a big storyline in 2019 going into 2020 in WrestleMania 36. Yeah, you know, that would also really cement Batista's Hall of Fame status as well. You know, give Batista... Let's let's uh, rewind real quick. Let's look at what happened with Goldberg. Goldberg came back for his second run, had a short but very impactful second run, and then was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Batista could be the one to, quote-unquote, kayfabe, retire Triple H. You know, I mean, he already has six heavyweight championships. He already has, what was it, four, I think, tag team championships. Mm -hmm. He had a good run in the ring, but also he's the one that retired Triple H. Now, that's huge. That would be, that's something big that he could hang his hat on, and that would be like the final thing that he could do before they officially put him in the Hall of Fame next year, but he would still maybe have his final match against Triple H, and that's maybe when Triple H goes over. Maybe. Yeah. So I can definitely yeah. see how this is going, but I definitely agree with you. He's going to be prominent on TV. This would just be the quote-unquote end of his in-ring career. You know, he would definitely still be a prominent character on TV. He's still right. an authority figure. So, right. it's a, Hey, Macho Man got retired by the Warrior, and he was back less than a year later. True. That's right. Back to when he reinstated him. Yeah, people always retire and come back. It yeah. always and- happens. Uh, But let's talk about another stipulation that was added to a WrestleMania match. So we have Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, The Miz came out, cut another great promo. The Miz is just a natural on the mic. 
you know, put the mic in his hand. Don't even give him a script to, to learn beforehand. Let him just go. And he is, he is perfect for the mic. Uh, I, uh, quick sidebar, I could see The Miz uh, at the end of his career becoming a commentator and still having a, uh, a face in WWE, or at least a voice in WWE television down the road. It all depends, I think, on how successful his movie career winds up being. Right, and maybe, and then we'll see if he goes the John Cena right. rock route. Right. Uh, anyway, so The Miz, uh, like I said, cut a very awesome promo with Shane Mc- against Shane McMahon uh, and talked about the WrestleMania match and wanted to add a stipulation, a Falls Count Anywhere match. As much as I love Falls Count Anywhere matches, you know, I- I'm guilty as charged. Whenever I play WWE 2K19, I always go to a singles one-on-one match Falls count anywhere, so I could and that's so why I could run to the backstage area and throw people off of the the truck in the parking lot. But anyway, <laughs> uh, while I love these stipulations, I think these stipulations are fun. Uh, first of all, we haven't seen a false count anywhere match at a WrestleMania in a long time. Uh, I think WrestleMania 10, which Doc, you're going to be talking about on Kayfabe Classics when Macho Man faced Crush. I think is one of the ones that comes to mind. But false count right. anywhere matches are fun matches at WrestleMania. Now, why? What do you think the purpose of this stipulation has for the Shane and Miz feud? It gives Shane the opportunity to jump off of something really high and then not have to move again. Bingo! That was exactly what <laughs> what creative was thinking. Because you know we've already seen Triple A. I'm sorry, uh, Shane McMahon over the past few years jump off the top rope to the outside and go through a uh, go through a table. He's already jumped off of a cell. He does a lot of things in the ring. But what is Shane? Jumped known off like for? the Titantron back yeah. in like the nineties. Right. Yeah. That, that's what Shane is known for, for jumping off the Titantron. So they're like, wait, let's get Shane out of the ring and do something else crazy before Shane can't do these crazy moves anymore. So while he still has it in him, let's get the most out of it. So I really think that's what's going to happen. So I can totally see, since this is a false count anywhere match, that means it's going to be a no DQ match. Now, this past Tuesday on SmackDown, there was um, Shane's usage of a few superstars that we don't always see on SmackDown television every week. We got to see Shelton Benjamin, Primo Cologne, and Sanity all come out as Shane's backup. Can we see these superstars potentially getting involved in this match at WrestleMania to give these guys a chance to be on WrestleMania? It's possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility. I feel like WrestleMania is always the time where it's like, hey, let's get as many stars out there on screen. Give them all a quick moment. So I think these guys could all be involved. And honestly, as much as people shit on the Colognes and maybe Shelton Benjamin's most recent run with WWE, this is kind of a cool little faction. You know me with factions. If Shane McMahon starts his own little heel faction and has these guys as his henchmen, I could be behind that. It's a faction within a faction, though. It's a, exactly, it's a faction within a faction. I, I don't ever, I can't picture Primo and Sanity together at all. But if it's a corporate uh, faction and there's and they're getting paid by Shane, then it could they could do a whole money gimmick. There's a lot of I ways just don't they can see go about San, But I don't see Sanity like Sanity doing that gimmick with Shane doesn't make sense to me. I don't see that. Sanity can sell out because they want to be purposely be on TV more. So they figured, hey, if we work for Shane, we'll get on TV more. 
that could be so their they, gimmick. They, and then, I think they'd they 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 have to stop and break break the stable up down the road. See, why isn't Vince booking this shit? I I, just, I think you'd have to change Sanity's characters a lot. No, I don't think so. I, don't know. I want Sanity like Sanity should be at the top of the tag card on SmackDown. Yeah, well, as far as I'm, or at least like a chance up there. I have my ideas for Sanity, which we'll get into later in the shakeup. So anyway, let's talk about the rest of WrestleMania. So we had another match that was finally booked, which we already knew was going to happen about a week or two ago. It's a fatal four-way match for the women's tag team titles. We have the Iconics taking on Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Divas of Doom, which is Beth Phoenix and Natalia, and then Sasha and Bailey, who are the reigning champions. <laughs> Excuse me. While this is a match that we all saw uh, was going to be booked, it's going to be a fun match. I'm so happy the Iconics are getting a title shot. It's going to be fun to see Beth Phoenix and Natty in the ring together again. Beth Phoenix is looking pretty good. She's been uh, throwing some offense over the past week or so, and she looks pretty Mm -hmm. good. I'm excited to see her in the ring. I just hope that she doesn't botch um, her glam slam on Tamina again, but that was Tamina's fault because Tamina just sucks. Yeah, there's only, there's only so much you can do. I mean, yeah, I, I thought she, I thought for what she was working with, she pulled that off pretty well. Yeah, Beth, Beth definitely. Uh, she she started and, and she ended it safely. No one got hurt, but to me, it just it's rough. Uh, so, w- what do you think the outcome of this match is going to be, Doc? I just hope there's because there's four teams going on here. It gives us a reason to get Nia and Tamina out of the action early. Whether that means the three teams gang up on them or. Well, I, I couldn't see the I can see the iconics trying to hide behind them, right. and then the other two teams maybe take out Nia and Tamina, and that leaves themselves with the iconics. Take out the iconics, and then Divas of Doom or Sasha and Bailey is like your main event the main of the one. of the match. Yeah, yeah. that's how I see this playing out. You know, I mean that's what makes sense in my eyes. Uh, you got to get Nia and Tamina out of the way first up. Yeah. And I think the Iconics should be given a good chance to really like show something. I think that's why the Divas of Doom are in this match, because they're going to really help put these other three teams over. But I think you're right. In terms of, uh, in terms of size, you want to get the bigger opponents out first. You know, Put them both through tables or something. Have Nia take a big bump like she did Elimination Chamber. But get them out of the way and have Divas of Doom really help put the Iconics and Sasha and Bailey over. Uh, I think Sasha and Bailey are going to retain, but we'll get into why I think that later when we talk about the rest of uh, the women's card on uh, going into WrestleMania. Uh, let's talk about the Intercontinental title match, which was finally officially booked this week. So this week on Raw, Finn Balor had to take on Bobby Lashley, who's now the IC champion, and Leo Rush again in a handicap match. And if Finn won, he would then be able to face Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Well, Leo thought he was going to throw a curveball and replace himself with Jinder Mahal, which did them, again, no justice and Fender. No uh, justice. Wow, Fender. Uh, Fender. Finn Balor (laughs) (laughs) pins Jinder and comes out victorious, so Finn is now going to WrestleMania to face Lashley for the IC title. Uh, do you think we see the demon come out yeah, at WrestleMania? Absolutely. I think absolutely. so, because I've also noticed WWE yeah. has been posting a lot of stuff on social media, a lot of banners for WrestleMania, and every time Finn is in it, it's Finn as the demon. So it's Finn's, almost like this, they're foreshadowing it. This is the perfect opportunity for Demon Finn. 
Yeah. Now, how do we book the lead up to Demon Finn? I don't really think there needs a lead up unless something really I bad do. happens this week on Raw and Finn just kind of flips out and and you see like a real angry side of Finn. Yeah. Then the I demon think comes you need out. I think Finn needs to really show some darkness on yeah. Raw this week. Because you like know, the really focused, dark, intense Finn Balor, not like super fan Finn Balor. Right. Like super fan Finn Balor can come back after WrestleMania. That's fine, mm-hmm. but like I want to see some foreshadowing of the Demon Finn. Like when it happened with Corbin, I felt like it was too random last time. You see, I I think the opposite. I felt like back during SummerSlam. He was he was foreshadowing that anger, which is why he came out as the demon. Because that's how, that's how I felt. I felt that he was showing this anger, this different side of him, this edgier side, and that is why we were going to get the demon at SummerSlam. I guess I might be jaded because Corbin was involved in the feud and maybe not care. <laughs> Talk about jaded. One one gimmick that I am really jaded about in terms of the WrestleMania card is the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I feel like this match could have been something really good when Hulk Hogan first announced it years ago, but they've done absolutely nothing with this match, and we're going to get into what was booked this week. So we already know Braun Strowman was already uh, the first entrant announced for the Battle Royal, but to make matters even worse, he is in this ridiculous feud with these two clowns from Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost and Michael Che, and... Braun invited the two of them to be involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So we're going to see two guys that are not wrestlers in the Battle Royal just to get thrown out in one swift move by Braun Strowman. Or I think Doc has a swerve for us. Yeah, I have a... There's... They have to do something. They have to do. One, there's one thing they have to do to make this work. Like Braun has to appear on Saturday Night Live. Like if Braun appears on Saturday Night Live, like the, that, coincidentally WrestleMania is in New York, so he could even appear on Saturday Night Live the night, the night before, before WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah, or he could do it this week. But I mean, this has to end with Braun being on Saturday Night Live for it to have any justice. I could because see he's the type of he's the type of guy that can show up on Saturday Night Live and a bunch of people who don't watch wrestling go, "Holy shit, look at that guy!" Yeah, like he's he's a big man. He's the type of guy you and you put on Saturday Night Live to bring mainstream people in. And then the other thing is, if he gets to be on Saturday Night Live, you know, maybe work on his acting skills a little bit. We all know his promos can be rough at times. Yes, you know, I think there's I think there's a reason Braun's in this role. And there's no re- there's no reason to bring these two guy these two SNL personalities on Raw if you're not gonna have Strowman and even Bliss on an SNL too. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah, you know that's a very good point, Doc. I wasn't thinking of it that way. Um, that's but I, I mean, think it's the only logic. It's the only logical thing, like because I think these guys host the Weekend Update, so you could just have Braun like just wreck the Weekend up Weekend Update set, and just go nuts right. and like it would be awesome. Yeah. No, that brings you bring up a really good point, man, and I think that proves that there is a method behind Vince's madness. You know, as much as a lot of us Braun fans, because I am a fan of Braun Strowman, are upset that he's been kind of misused since even before his injury the end of the year when he faced Brock for the fifth time, um, 
I feel like this you're making a lot of sense with this, and if they're trying to find that mainstream face, Braun is that guy, because you know what? He has fans from young kids to older adults, so right. put, him, put him in a mainstream situation like Saturday Night Live when you're on national television, and maybe Vince does look at him as a face of the company. Not the face, but a face. Yeah, and he's just not, not ready for the full push yet. You know, I said he's his his, uh, his promo works lacking. Yeah, um, he, I, he could probably he could probably stand to learn a little more offense. Yeah, I, I think his first run in the title picture was a failed attempt, and I think he needs to step away from it for a while and then come back to it down the road. Maybe WrestleMania right. next year could be his time. But I think he, now he's he a guy to that kind of work himself back up there. He's a guy that for some reason didn't like participate in the mid card right you know yeah he just kind of went straight to the top we were on kayfabe this week we were talking about wrestlemania 20 and we were talking about cena and how the start of cena was done so well because he was booked to win a mid card title in a big t- in a big fight field match yeah he wasn't shot yeah, so straight to the top right and a year later cena was champ at mania yeah. by wrestlemania 21 he was champ yeah. so there's just a just a thought. Maybe you do the same thing for Braun Strowman. <laughs> See, th- this is why you're the doctor, man. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. Prescription filled. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the rest of WrestleMania. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. So, fam, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. JC Bones. And I am the Smark Slayer, Doc Haas. Hey, and it's me, the third man, Johnny Smarks. And we are the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, and you can catch us every Saturday on the Wrestle Addict Radio Network. And if you enjoy the Fourth Wall experience, come join the fam by going to patreon.com slash Fourth Wall WrestleCast, where you can receive early access to our shows for as low as $1 a month. $3 a month get you more exclusive content for your weekly kayfabe consumption. $5 and $10 get you all of that and so much more. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics. The Marks! A casual. And the hardcore. <laughs> hey, fam. We are quickly approaching the arrival of the showcase of the Immortals, Immortals to MetLife Stadium. So that means the fourth wall wrestle cast is throwing a party. The fourth wall team will be hosting the first ever fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate event with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House Charities on Sunday, April 7th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For the cost of only $5, your entry fee will benefit the Ronald McDonald House Charities and includes all-you-can-eat food, sodas, beer, and other refreshments, as well as access to fun games like WWF Old School Trivia, the Fourth Wall Cornhole Tournament Extravaganza. But that's not all. There's going to be raffles and prizes and music and special guests and so much more. For more information and details, please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at FourthWallCast or go to Patreon.com slash FourthWallWrestleCast. We will be streaming live from the tailgate on our Twitter page. So if you're not going to WrestleMania, you can still join the party. 
once again, come join the Fourth Wall fam at the WrestleMania tailgate party on April 7th at MetLife Stadium from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with proceeds benefiting the Ronald McDonald House charities. So come be a part of the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Doc, it is finally here. It's a new it day. is Kofi Mania, baby! Or is it? Dude, Kofi Mania is here. It's, it's, it's here. It's definitely happening, but the story with Vince isn't over yet. Vince was very cryptic with Rollin off the air this week. Like, he said Kofi, Kofi Kingston is going to Mania. He didn't explicitly say that he's facing Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, though. What if Vince comes out on Raw next week and says, no, no, this isn't my title match. KO, get out here. And then he makes Kofi special guest referee. Mm -hmm. And and then Kofi, and then then the locker room comes out and confronts Vince and basically threatens to walk out unless Vince puts Kofi back in the match. And then you have a triple threat. And you get KO on the card. And you have a storyline that's Capelli, like the locker room raising up against the boss. Right. I guess I could see it going that way. Uh, I definitely see Kevin Owens making his way back into this title picture, though. Uh, I said it back even after Fastlane. You know, he, he's not done. You can't bring back a returning KO who's one of your top-tier talents, put him right into the title picture, have him lose the, the title match, and then he hosts a show the next week. And then he's off SmackDown the next week. It's like we're a week away from WrestleMania. Someone like Kevin Owens has to be in, uh, be on the card, or and have some kind of moment at WrestleMania this year. I think that's going to be the way he makes his statement by what because he just made his comeback. This is when he makes his statement. I think at WrestleMania. Yeah, and then and then and it also gives like WWE a way to not have Kofi win without taking the pin. Right. And then you can do this. I want to see this Kofi mania for like a whole year, man. I don't want to see it be such a just a quick thing. This needs to be take time. It needs to keep growing and growing. Why not have Kofi win the Rumble next year? Dude, that that's that's what Kofi's known for are his Royal Rumble moments. You know, let him have Royal his moment, moment by winning the Royal Rumble. Right. Absolutely. That that, that story writes itself. It writes itself, and then he goes over it next year's mania, and that's his big culmination of his career his career's work winning the 2020 Royal Rumble and then going and winning the WWE Championship in Mania yeah. and it gives the New Day who, something fresh champion is at that yeah, time and whoever it may be Bryan. at the time hell it still could be Daniel Bryan though the way things are looking on SmackDown it could but you know what let's let's fantasy book this real quick you know we're talking about potentially Kevin Owens getting back into this match I could see Kevin Owens walking out of Wrestlemania with a title but again, Kofi not being the one who gets pinned. Right. I could I, also, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I, I can see that, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think if anybody beats Daniel Bryan for that title, it's going to be Rey Mysterio. You see, I actually think, I'll get into this later, but I think I think Rey is going to be moving to Raw. Uh, well, um, we'll get into that later. No, so, <laughs> but anyway, because so, I don't. So let's talk about, you know, the entire New Day segment from this week. So we talked about how, you know, this whole thing could be a slow build, you know, with, with, with Kofi Mania um, culminating next year at Royal Rumble at WrestleMania. Prime, prime example on how we know it could is by the New Day's promo work. 
their opening promo on SmackDown was some of the best work they've done on the mic. I wish they would let Kofi talk more. Have you noticed that it's always Xavier and Big E speaking for Kofi? I don't mind that because they're standing up for they're standing up for their boy. You know? Yeah, but I don't know the way but I next look at it week, is Kofi has to talk next week. Kofi yeah. has to talk next week because like the way yeah. I look at it is you're the guy who's supposed to be the the top contender for the heavyweight championship, but everyone else is speaking for you. I feel like that that almost takes away from. I don't think so much in this case, but in a way it could take away from the aura of Kofi Kingston is main event status if he's not the one cutting the cutting the hard-hitting promos. I think for this week it was okay for Xavier and Big E to take the reins because of what happened last week. Like they're standing up for their boy and they're going to make it a point to be known like, hey, we're not doing this, we're walking out if this goes down, this, that, and the other thing. Like, Next week, though, like I said, Kofi has to talk. Yeah. Uh, um, speaking of Xavier and Biggie, the tag team gauntlet match was it, it was it was at first I was like really another gauntlet match, but because of like how it was booked, it was a little different, especially the whole USO forfeit. Yeah, like that was pretty cool. That was a cool little, little twist on things. That that was great booking. That was a really bold statement to to make, and you didn't nobody expected that. When was the last time somebody forfeited a, a wrestling match? Right, and that's gonna do nothing but wonders for the Usos' faces. I mean, that's a that's a big baby face move right there. Yeah, that was huge because I really and, was was questioning when they came out. They had, they were really really aggressive as as they entered, and I was like, are they trying to portray some kind of heel turn? Because you know we all know about the history that they have with the New Day. Well, I think that when they were walking out, they were portraying themselves as tag team champions. You know, this is what we do. We come here to wrestle and. Vince is telling us we have to wrestle them, so we're going to go wrestle them. Right. But you know what? They did the right thing. That was that was cool. I wonder if this will start maybe like a if you see like a union between the Usos and the New Day as the New Day maybe worked ourselves out of the tag division. You see a union now, and they kind of feud with Vince, you know, over their place in the company, you know, and dare I say maybe even have some very su- very subtle racial undertones to it. You know, like, mm. you know, here are the Usos, Samoans, New Day, Black, Vince, the Trump supporter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, look who's at the top of the cut. Do you think they go, especially with the move to Fox, man? I don't know. Do you think I, they go down I, the road? In my They've personal done it. opinion. The nation of domination, dude. It's been done successfully. You're right. That, was a, that, that was a different was a era, thing. though. That was a different era. And I, I personally, I think. But they're the getting ones... edgier. They're getting edgier, though. Yeah, but to bring and politics and, and race into that, I don't know. I don't know. Again, that, that, that's just me, that's just me personally. There's not any undertones. Like look at like what Swagger and Cesaro were. Like just having those undertones there. You have to be subtle about it. If if they're tasteful and it and they can make it still entertaining, then yes. Yeah, they, and, and and if it's not tasteful, like the New Day and the Usos just aren't going to do it. Right. And if they get threatened with their jobs, they're just going to go to AEW. Oh, look, there that is again. Yeah. That's a good yeah. One. AEW always comes back into the conversation. Yeah, well, there's just another there's another option to make a lot of money. Yeah. Hey, Doc, can you hold on one sec? I'm getting a FaceTime call from my friend uh, Joe. Uh, my, I, I, think my, I think my buddy Joe wants to be on the show. Did Joe annoy? Hey, Joe. Oh, shit, you're recording. 
say hello to all of our all of our listeners. I can't see him. Say hello. Hey, what's up? Work. It's all a work, he says. Joe, that that's Doc. Meet Doc. What's up, dude? <laughs> well, Joe, thanks for uh, making a guest star appearance on episode 19 of the Fourth Wall WrestleCast. But I'll give you a call back later. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's like always trying to st- steal the spotlight, Doc. I should do that when people call me. That's a good idea, man. Right. All right, so let, let's continue talking about this, uh, the tag team gauntlet match. I definitely liked also uh, the, the, choose, the choice of teams. You know, obviously the club is always a great choice. I'm glad they got to be on, on TV, got to see them on SmackDown. Um, Rusev and Nakamura, I think, are going to be a very formidable tag team. Hold on. We can't just gloss over the club. Dude, it was nice to see them on TV, but it was kind of like the Riot Squad this week. It was nice to see them on TV, but they got completely buried. I have, yeah, but, you know, the Riot Squad, I thought, looked strong this week. Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot did not tap out. They got buried. Ruby Riot looked strong, and she did not tap out. But that's they, not, even, they were on that's the not even on our talking points. I can talk about Ruby Riot all night, though, Doc. But anyway. Dude, they, were on the raw, they were on the raw end of a beat-the-clock match. And the only one that looked remotely strong, in my opinion, was Sarah Logan. And, and the club had the same problem. It's nice they were in the match, but why do they need to get buried? Why couldn't they have a really good, why couldn't they have a decent match? I, I think it was just for the sake of time. Honestly, I would have rather have had them start with the bar and put the club in the bar spot. Because like, when they got to the bar, that was the longer... I think that was the longest of all of each of the matches. It was. And like, that yeah, was that the most brutal. Match. That was the most brutal. And even even the after-match beatdown, like, fine, you could turn the club heel. I just want to see the club do something. I think that would have been a better spot suited for the club. It just would have given, like, just another an opportunity for another team to have a chance. Like, the bar did not need to go out there and have a long match with the New Day again. Right. But anyway, just a thought. Yeah. Keep going. Rusev and Nakamura. Yeah. Yeah, Rusev Nakamura. Rusev and Nakamura are going to be a formidable tag team, even though I do think they're going to there's going to be a split between the two during the shakeup, which I'll talk about that later. Uh, but I think I think the two of them together are actually my, one of my favorite put together tag teams of this of this modern era that we've been in uh, in right. in recent months. Um, and of course, ended up where Usos forfeited, like we said, fucking fantastic booking. Daniel Bryan and Rowan come out. And New Day still comes out victorious. It was uh, yeah, that, quite that was booked pretty. That was booked interesting. Well, to like yes. how it ended with the with the whole segment of dumping the table on Rowan. I, yes. I I enjoyed that. That was it, really that, that was made precious. the gauntlet match better. Yes. like I was upset the gauntlet match, but the way they booked it made it better. So it was really really good storytelling the whole the whole way through. Uh, Kofi had a nice moment at the end of SmackDown too being held up on the shoulders of Biggie and Xavier in the ring with the whole locker room coming out and applauding them. That was a cool moment. Uh, we'll have to wait and see now if he has a similar moment at WrestleMania. So you mean talk WrestleMania about, 36? Yes. Let's talk about another WrestleMania moment that we're going to be seeing. Is we're going to be seeing the uh, return of Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre one-on-one. It's a match that we all saw weeks ago was probably going to be booked for Mania. But do you think this match should be for something? Like yeah, a number I mean, one contendership or for a title or something? 
Well, it can't be for a title because neither of them are champion. So it takes care of that problem. Right. But right. a number one okay. contender. <laughs> <laughs> but when I fantasy booked Mania a few weeks back on our bonus episode, we did uh, my I booked this match and I booked it to be the number one contender for the universal title. And I had that story start right at WrestleMania. Like I had Roman winning and the story starts right at WrestleMania with the Seth Rollins heel turn. So that was my thought. So yes, I do think it should be for a number one contenders. Cause that's right in line with my fantasy booking. <laughs> you know, and, and I think they still have time to make that happen. Cause this coming Monday on raw, the, the go home show, uh, Brock Lesnar is going to be in attendance, and we know we're already going to see Roman, Seth, and Drew are all going to be there. So there's a way that you could have the four of them cross paths, and yeah. make, you could easily make, have yeah easily get that stipulation added to Drew versus Roman at Mania. You could easily have Roman come out during Brock's promo with Seth and say, "Hey, just so you know, whoever wins this match." Whether it's you or you, I'm coming for you next. Drew comes out, and then we can do a backstage segment where, you know, they enter, they announce that it's for it's a number one contenders match, and boom, you're done. Right. Quick, easy, NXT style, give it to me, Trip. I think this match would be a really good opening match for WrestleMania. Well, now I haven't sat and looked at when I see the final card this week, mm-hmm. like after like when we do our. Uh, our episode next week and we do our WrestleMania prediction. I'll give you my match order then. I just want to see how everything plays out this week on Raw and SmackDown before I think. Because this could go really well like to the mid, mid end of the card too. It's like a nice pick me up. It could. Um yeah. Let's um, let's let's make let's just make sure John Cena is not facing Kurt Angle first. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about one match that we where we know it's going to end up in the card. We're going to talk about the main event. So right. we have the Raw Women's Championship being defended in a triple threat match between Becky Lynch, the current Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, and the new SmackDown Women's Champion, Charlotte Flair. First of all... What the fuck? I didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming. I almost understand why they did it. It just sucks that Asuka was a casualty of war. Now, they did it because they didn't have a match for Asuka at WrestleMania. But they would have... Because they had a fatal four-way match that was booked this week for SmackDown, and then they and they looked and they looked at who was in that match, and they said none of these are going to work as opponents at WrestleMania for Oscar. Neither four of those women, unfortunately, Carmella is probably the closest to being ready for that spot. Right, and even so, I'm like, ah, that's 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 a pre-show match, man. Yeah, you're going to put a world title match on a, on a pre-show? Come on, man. Oscar's just a casual. Once they and once they re, and and said so this is why for later on in the episode we do a shakeup. Most of my shakeup is centered around lots of women going from Raw to SmackDown. Right. So Oscar really has some some challenges over there, and Oscar's just she's a casualty of not having enough talent in the SmackDown women's division. That's what she's a casualty of. Um, there's two ways we could do. You could unify the titles. We'll find out, I guess, this week on Raw. If we're going to unify the titles, if not, you could have the horsewomen moment where, you know, um, 
um, especially if Shayna Baszler loses a takeover, where Baszler and Duke and Shafir come up and they interfere in the match. Bailey and Banks come out to fight them off. You know, maybe Charlotte takes the bigger beating and Becky winds up pinning Ronda. And then you have your four horsewomen moment of the four of them with their belts standing in the middle of the ring. Raw Women's Champions, SmackDown Women's Champion, Women's Tag Team Champions. We are set up for that, too. And I feel like that's a better way to end Mania. Because I do think you could have two women's titles. You just need more talent on SmackDown. Raw is, is stacked. So you need more talent on SmackDown. Right. Uh, well, you know, when we did our fantasy uh, booking for WrestleMania a couple weeks ago on our bonus episode, you know, I had it written that we were going to unify the title. Cause I, I just, I, I, I still feel very strongly that if they unified the championship and combined uh, the, the rosters, it would be more impactful for the women's division. Yeah, but you shouldn't do that until they have their own show. Like, make that the centerpiece of what starts their own show. So, give them their own show. Like, we, we already announced Evolution isn't happening this year, right? Yeah. So, maybe that's because Evolution is going to be the name of the TV show they're going to get at the end of the year. You know, and then what better way than to to start the Evolution TV show by having a unification match between the two champions at the time? Especially like if those that. two champions are, especially if the two champions are Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, you know, Charlotte winning the, the title this week also, it, uh, as we talked about, greatly impacts this main event. But things could also change in this main event. Now, this could be very far-fetched thinking, but what if, now just hear me out, what if Vince pulls Charlotte out of the main event and we have Charlotte Oscar 3 and we do have two singles matches? Or what if they add Oscar to the triple threat match? What if we could do that, or we could even do Charlotte wrestles twice? Yeah, why not? People have people have yeah, wrestled like, twice before. The Owen, the the, the 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 Bret Hart, you know, Daniel Bryan thing, mm-hmm. where Charlotte wrestles twice. But but Vince wouldn't do that to Charlotte because Charlotte's Vince's girl. Um, I don't think you're going to see Oscar. Oscar's probably going to win like the Battle Royal or something yeah. for I, dropping I don't the think title. Yeah. Oscar's going to fight for the title. Because I think also for the sake of time, they can't add another women's championship match. Right. It has and then, to be if, one women's championship match. And it's also, I think, you know, they've already built this story around those three so much. You can't just add Asuka. And I know Asuka is just as good as them and deserves yeah. to have a big moment. But this isn't her moment, unfortunately. Right. And Asuka, so. has, Asuka has no beef with Ronda. She has some beef with Becky because she essentially took her title and now she lost it to Charlotte. So you only have a couple side storylines going there. This could be the start of an Asuka heel turn, too. And that's when you bring back Ember Moon from her injury. Yeah. And you get and a little feud the going there. And feud. Winner of that feud goes after Charlotte. This just sets up for a lot of stuff that could go down. You know, I think we ask this every week, but why aren't we writing for <laughs> WWE? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it fucking makes sense? All right, well, listen, Doc, I'm just about ready to uh, shake things up now. So, fam, hold on tight. We're going to be right back after a quick break, and we're going to bring to you our Fantasy Superstar shakeup. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you looking for something different in 2019? Are you tired of the norm? 
Well, head on over to Wrestle Addict Radio on iTunes and catch me, J-Bone, from Smash This Podcast, bringing you weekly Impact Wrestling reviews. And be sure to check out the rest of the RantWithAnt.com family there as well. What up, Boosters? This is Double F, Double C, Jeff Pomaccio at 52 Points of Art, the host of Not Your Mama Soap Opera and Not Underscore Opera, where we showcase the entertainment side of professional wrestling. Can't wait to connect with all my ooses Wednesdays on the Wrestle Addicts Radio. That's at A-D-D-I-C-T-W-R-E-S-T-L-E. Can't wait to connect with you all. Have a good one. This is war. All right, Doc. So let's start off. Uh, give me your first two trades or shakeups from Raw to SmackDown and SmackDown to Raw. All right. So I'm sending the Riot Squad without Ruby Riot. So I'm breaking up. I'm breaking. I'm pulling Ruby away from the Riot Squad. And they can just be known as Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Now they don't have to be called the Riot Squad because I think that's run its course. I think that's run its course. Um, I'm sending them and I'm bringing R-Truth and Carmella to Raw as a team and also as like singles wrestlers. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Okay. Yeah, so I I, I definitely, I think Truth needs a little a little shake up. I think he could be inserted into Raw's mid card. And I think Carmella, I think with all the stuff, and you'll hear all my women going to SmackDown later, I think Carmella would make sense to get her over to Raw. And I, I, I'm agreeing with you on that, actually. I think uh, Mella has definitely uh, proved herself, and I think what she has going on with our truth and that relationship going on between the two of them, that would be really good uh, just to enhance the entertainment side of, of Raw every week. Uh, all right, well, my first two trades, um, two single stars. I'm bringing Shelton Benjamin from SmackDown over to Raw. Uh, I definitely feel like Shelton's going to be getting very close to the end of his of his run. Don't know how much longer his contract is up for. But uh, I think uh, I think it's time Shelton starts making a name for himself again and I think he'd be, uh, get a good opportunity to do that over on, on Raw, at least in the mid-card scene. And I would bring Apollo Crews back over to SmackDown so they could really try and mold him into something. I feel like he... Uh, got lost in the shadows on Raw as soon as they partnered him up, him up with uh, Titus O'Neil and part of World, Titus Worldwide. He needs to reinvent himself, and I think it's an opportunity for him over on SmackDown. I have Shelton going to SmackDown later on in my in my shakeup for a different for a different a different duo, we'll call it. Um, because I do think she- I agree with you. Shelton needs like a fresh start, and he's really talented. So you know, send him over to Raw and let him you know. End his WWE career, right? Maybe put it with Heyman. There you, you go. Know, maybe yeah. even a, maybe you know. I would uh, have him be like a too. yeah. Maybe have him be a Heyman guy, and then when Lesnar does decide to come back, whenever that may be, you know, because it does it does seem more and more likely he's going to fight Daniel Cormier this year. Yeah. So when he does come back, like you know, that's a natural pairing, uh, teammates, roommates, friends. Right. Um, guys who sweat in the same rest, wrestling room together in college you know there's there's, there's a natural bond there and right. he's like the only believable person that could be a friend of Brock Lesnar on the show because he's just as angry and doesn't look like he wants to be <laughs> exactly. there but he's just as gifted and athletic right alright so Doc who's your next shake up 
So I got some old rivals here. Um, going from Raw to SmackDown is Braun Strowman. Uh, um, Braun Strowman obviously needs work on the mic. He can't just keep facing um, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns over and over again. Let's get him in the ring with maybe Daniel Bryan. You know, and see if Daniel Bryan can pull the best out of him because he pulls the best out of everybody. Maybe that's what Strowman needs right now. Right. Um, and I think also maybe a chance to be in the SmackDown mid card might not be a bad, bad idea. Competing for the United States title might not be a bad idea um, throughout 2020. Um, I'm trading him for Kevin Owens. Uh, I think if we're doing face Kevin Owens, he should be on Raw. Simple as that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I definitely agree with you on the Braun Strowman shakeup over to SmackDown. I have him going to SmackDown as well. I think, I think his experiment on Raw kind of fizzled out uh, just before his recent injury. Um, you know, he, people think he's being misused, but I think he's being used in the right way. Like we talked about earlier in the show, you know how he's really helping to get WWE some m- mainstream status. You know, and I definitely think it's good. But I think SmackDown would be a good way for him to reinvent himself as a wrestler as a performer in the ring and maybe get him into some new feuds because his feuds are getting kind of stale over on Raw, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. I would trade him for Andrade and Zelina Vega, and I would bring Andrade and Zelina Vega together over to Raw. I think Andrade, um. I think Andrade uh, will definitely shine in the mid-card and even the upper mid-card uh, on Raw, and Zelina would just be a great addition to the women's division on the Raw side. I, I agree with Zelina, but I'm not there with you on Andre. I mean, I'm not. I don't have Zelina in my shakeup, but I don't have. I don't because I don't want Andrade on Raw. Not yet, at least. I think okay. down the line. I'm just not. Re- I'm not ready for that yet. I want to see more of him and Ray and him and uh, Daniel Bryan. Gotcha. Well, yeah. You know, speaking of Ray, you mentioned <laughs> also about the uh, the mid card. Um, I actually have a feeling. Well, I, I fantasy booked Ray Mysterio beating Samoa Joe at WrestleMania and winning the United States Championship. So during this shakeup, I would shake up the mid-card titles again, and I would bring Rey Mysterio with the U.S. title to Raw, and I would bring Finn Balor, who was going to ret- um, I'm sorry, win the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania, over to SmackDown. So Finn Balor on SmackDown has the IC title... See, even Peanut likes that idea. <laughs> and Rey Mysterio on Raw with the United States Championship. I have different plans for the United States title, which I'll get into towards the end of my shakeup. Okay. All right. So who's your next? Um, so I have Becky Lynch going to Raw, and I'm taking my WrestleMania plans into effect because got Becky winning the title, the Raw Women's Championship at Mania, so she obviously would have to go to Raw. So that's like an easy trade. So I just did a throwaway, and I put Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers on SmackDown because I couldn't figure out who actually wanted to send to SmackDown right. where it made sense. So okay. <clears throat> let's give Jin, let's bring Jinder Mahal back to where he was more successful, mm-hmm. if you can even call it that. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I didn't really put Becky... Uh, in my thoughts with this, because I just feel like she's going to win the Raw Women's Champion, so she's already going to be on Raw, so I didn't really have to shake her up, because... Yeah, or I'm of the thought of... You know? Or I'm the thought if you send her over, well, let's trade somebody back. But it doesn't have to be anybody good, you know? Because it's like, it's an after... As I said, this was an afterthought trade for me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
Well, I'll talk about two women stars that I uh, did a shake-up with. I'm going to bring Mandy Rose over to Raw without Sonya Deville, so just Mandy. And I'm going to bring Alexa Bliss back to SmackDown. Uh, I think I, I, my, when I looked at Bliss and I thought about it, I think she's someone that's more suited for Raw doing that like almost Trish Stratus thing. You know, where she's a really good wrestler, but she does, like, the other part of it really, really well, too. Like, the, uh, you know, hosting her own TV show, being a face. And I feel like those characters serve better on Raw than they do on SmackDown. Okay. So who's your next shake-up? Uh, my next shake-up is actually Mandy and Sonya. <laughs> oh, perfect. You have them b- b- both together going to Raw? I- have them both together. I think that breakup's gonna you do that. You move them to Raw and have that breakup happen on Raw throughout the year. Okay. Um, if they're as high up on Mandy as we hear, if Vince is high up on Mandy as we hear he is, then it makes sense to put her on Raw and put her on with and more what's you know his A show. Right. Um, going back, so if you later in my in my in my shakeups, you'll see I have a, a whole restructuring of the, the SmackDown women's division. Mm-hmm. So obviously some women had to go back. So I, Manny and Sonya are ones I'm sending back to Raw. But I also, on SmackDown, we need some mid-card guys. So Raw needs some mid-card women. SmackDown needs some mid-card guys. So who I have coming over for Mandy and Sonya? Bray Wyatt when he returns. Bray Wyatt. Yeah, Ray I, Wyatt. I want to see him in the United States title picture when he returns. Yeah, I didn't include him in, in my shakeup because uh, no one knows when he's going to be back because it was just announced that uh, Bray Wyatt and JoJo Offerman are having a baby. And JoJo Offerman is pregnant. She had put a post out on her Instagram uh, saying, you know, thanking everyone for letting her, you know, enjoy this moment uh, in privacy. But they are now ready to. Let the world know that we should be expecting little Nash. Nash Rotunda. <laughs> nice name. Right? K-N-A-S-H. Yeah. Uh, to be entering the world. Better name. Year. So <laughs> congratulations to Bray and JoJo. Uh, and I definitely am looking forward to Bray coming back. I also feel like he's best suited, though, for SmackDown. So I'm definitely Bray's, with you on yeah. that. Bray's been back. Like, he's wrestled house shows. He's been back. There's just been nothing been for him. Story. So Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the line. So let's just get him on SmackDown where he's, it makes more sense to bring him back on TV. Right. Well, on your same note of uh, enhancing the mid-card over on SmackDown, I'm actually bringing Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush over to SmackDown. And as a good trade to help enhance the tag division on the Raw side, I'm bringing the Usos over. Now, I know they're currently the SmackDown tag team titles. They would obviously lose the titles to someone before the shakeup happened. It's all fantasy. It's all kayfabe. It's all a fucking work. So, um, but this is, I would bring the Usos over to Raw. I think the Usos have really proven themselves on SmackDown with this new character, this new gimmick that they have, you know, the Uso Penitentiary. And I think they would flourish on Monday Night Raw. Funny, man. I actually have Lashley and Leo in this exact trade also. So we actually, we've hit 100%. Wow, there you go. <laughs> I have, and, and I, I'm trading them for someone you've already sent to Raw, Shelton Benjamin. There you go. So I've given you my thoughts on Benjamin. Yeah, Lashley and Leo just enhance that mid-card on, Smack, on SmackDown a little more. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a good combo with each other. 
Um, I, I did enjoy, La- I've, I've enjoyed Lashley as a heel champion. I have. Um, I feel like, I feel like he's made that belt something to be coveted by Finn. So, and that's what you, I think you want a good heel champion to do. Um, Leo is, is just annoying enough now. Yeah. He's just I, annoying I enough just at this say, point. Leo has definitely toned it down a lot, but he is now a perfect fit uh, for Lashley. And he has really helped enhance his character. So I really like the pair. I've always enjoyed the pairing, uh, but I love the pairing more now. Like They definitely have a chemistry. I right. do wish Leo would still chant Lashley because that was like his thing. So <laughs> if he could at least... Maybe he'll come back that. at some point. And, but, uh, and the other good thing with Lashley on SmackDown is you could easily put Lashley in a match on a B pay-per-view with Daniel Bryan. You know, if it like it may not be, it may be heel versus heel, but right. you could do like a. There's no reason why Lashley wouldn't be going for the world title. It could be a number one, or at some point you could break Lashley and Leo up, and Lashley ends up being the face out of it, right. and you could have him go after Daniel Bryan. Okay. You know, but then that brings us back to face Lashley. So there's a whole bunch of war. There's a whole bunch of ways you could go, mm-hmm. and it has to be, or you know, maybe Lashley becomes a face with Leo. You know, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot more things you could do. I think with Lashley on SmackDown. Yeah, and wasn't Lashley a SmackDown guy after he had his run in ECW? I'm pretty sure Lashley was uh, a SmackDown sure guy was. back in the day. Yeah, so. pretty sure he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think he's better suited for the SmackDown brand anyway. Um, so who who else do you have next on your list? So I have another uh, SmackDown mid card enhancement for the men, Baron Corbin going to SmackDown. And I have a top-of-the-card enhancement to Raw going back. I have The Miz going back to Raw. Interesting. So why would you put The Miz back to back on Raw? Um, Seth Rollins is the top face. Finn Balor is the Intercontinental Champion. Miz is the, the other top-of-the-card face as far as I'm concerned. You know, Ambrose is leaving. Um, you'll still have Roman, obviously. Um, I think you need like good three faces on Raw that could be the top faces, um, three or four, I'll say, and the Miz should fit into that picture, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, interesting. I I actually kept the Miz on SmackDown. I didn't even have him in my thoughts. I think he's great on SmackDown. Not saying that he couldn't be great on Raw too. I just like where he's at over on the SmackDown brand. I just feel like on SmackDown, like, okay, he's feuding with Shane McMahon. He's feuding with Shane. What's going to happen with him after he's done? What's Face Miz going to do after he's done with Shane? Are we going to go right back to Daniel Bryan right away? Hey, you know, th- this is what we talked about. Maybe, I mean, with Kofi Kingston in the picture now, who knows? Right. But yeah, we could exactly. See the, so why doesn't the Miz win the money in the bank and then he faces Kofi Kingston and cashes in and then he wins the title and it's Face Miz taking on heel Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania next year? Could be. It's a possibility. Yeah, it's a possibility. Um, but I do. I just like the. I. I think Miz is. And I think that the character right now is more suited for Raw. Mm-hmm. He's. They're trying to bring make him mainstream, and I feel like if that's the case, he should be on Raw. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I also changed. Uh, switched up. Sorry, shook up. Two names in the mid card. Well, mid card two main event scene. I want to bring Shinsuke Nakamura uh, over to Raw, and I would. Uh, shake him up with Elias and bring Elias over to SmackDown. I have a. It's funny. I have Elias going to SmackDown in a trade, mm-hmm. and I have Nakamura going to Raw in a trade, but not in the same way you do. Okay. 
So yeah. how, how do you have Nakamura being traded? So I have Nakamura and Rusev going, and Lana, of course, going to Raw together and helping bolster the Raw tag division. Okay. Nakamura. Yeah. Hey, I'm all for Nakamura and Rusev. Okay. And I technically had them traded for Natalia, who would enhance, who would be go right to the top of the women's SmackDown women's division. She go right to the top with Asuka, and Asuka turns heel. You know, I I'm with you on that. I think Natty will be traded uh, over to SmackDown. I didn't have her on my list because we only did eleven. I'm pretty sure they do more than that when they do the actual shakeup, but. Uh, Two women's wrestlers that I traded, uh, I bring Ember Moon over to SmackDown, which I think should have been the move from day one. And I'm going to bring Naomi over to Raw. You know, also this way Naomi can still be with her husband because the Usos are over on Raw. We can still keep that thing going. Uh, But I think Naomi has really made a name for herself as well on SmackDown. And I think her character uh, would be... She could be one of the top female faces over on Raw, on the Raw brand. So I actually have a set of trades, three trades, where it's women slated for the top of the card on SmackDown mm-hmm. and tag teams slated for Raw because Raw needs tag teams. Okay. So I already told you Nakamura and Rusev for Natalia's one. Mm-hmm. My next one is Ember Moon for The Bar. And my next one is Ruby Riot solo Ruby for The Hardy Boys. Wow, so oh, so Ruby's going to be brought over, but the Riot Squad is no more now. You broke up. Well, the Riot, Riot, Squad. Riot Squad's going to SmackDown too, but they're not. They're going to right after the trade. Ruby's just going to kind of ditch. It was like, hey, I'm doing this on my own. It's a new chapter. This is my own chapter. Maybe even a face turn for Ruby. You, you know, you're you're breaking my heart, right? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> she just got crushed. Fucking they, heart. This, Riot Squad just got um, buried on on Raw this week, so I think it's no, time. Ruby looked strong. She did not tap out, tap out to the um, the figure four, figure eight, Charlotte, two, whatever the fuck it is. She did not tap out. Only because only because Charlotte let her. Go. Only because Charlotte let her go. Charlotte already <laughs> lost at that point. Anyway, moving on. So my next, my next. Um, my next shakeup was two tag teams. Well, one is a three three man team, one is a tag team, but they are involved in the tag division mainly. Uh, I would bring Sanity over to Raw, and I would bring Revival over to SmackDown again. I know Revival is currently the Raw tag champions, but they would eventually lose them to someone, and then bring the Revival over to SmackDown, which I think Revival is best suited for. Um, it looks like uh, we're gonna get into this after we go down our fantasy list. But it looks like they want to keep Nikki Cross on Raw. Uh, I just feel like she's done more on Raw than SmackDown since her call-up. So I think if they're going to keep Nikki Cross on Raw, she needs to be with Sanity. And I really she's think... Been, she's been watching the Kofi matches and the New Day Gauntlet matches yeah. backstage as a face. Yes. So that's an interesting... I noticed that the past few weeks. And she yeah. also has did have that backstage video where she was uh, saying how she wants to crash Alexa Bliss's party at, at WrestleMania. So right. it can go either way. But she could be acting as a favorite, but it's also Nikki Cross. I mean, she's right. she could be a tweener very, very easily. You know, she's that, a, that, she that, was that's the sister of WWE. Yeah. 
But I think um, letting her shine on Raw will do wonders for Sanity. Like, let her be the leader of Sanity. Have Eric Young go in the singles division, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf in the tag division, and let them go be um, a force to reckon with over on Raw. I, I like all that, but I'd rather see it on SmackDown. You'd rather see Sanity on SmackDown? Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather get a real chance on SmackDown. Okay. Uh, yeah. What about the revival? Do you have them in your shakeup? No, I have the I have the revival staying on Raw too. I okay. have them stay. I I feel like my enhancements to the SmackDown to the Raw Tag Division are going to be Nakamura and Rusev, the Bar, and the Hardy Boys. I think Raw needs a, a veteran, a good couple, good veteran tag teams. They don't need young tag teams. They got plenty of young tag teams. They need some good veteran tag teams over there. Right. You know, because you know, even like. Yeah, Rude and Gables, was that, is that your most veteran tag team on Raw right now, would you say? Oh, wow. Um, I would say so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we need, we need the Hardys would be good for over there, just to kind of help mentor that division a little more. Well, you do have Heath Slater and Rhino. Oh, right. Heath Slater and Rhino. <laughs> All right. Well, my next shakeup is again in the women's division, but I am bringing over two women to Raw and one woman to to SmackDown. And again, I know there are titles involved, but this is what I think is going to happen. I think we may get a swerve at WrestleMania, potentially, and the Iconics could win the Women's Tag Team Championship. <laughs> That's fucking nonsense. <laughs> no, I can see Peyton Royce or Billy Kay pinning Nia Jax. Get the fuck out of here. Winning no the planet. So I would trade the Iconics with the Tag Team Championships over to Raw, and I would break up the Boston Hug Connection, and I would shake up Sasha and bring her over to SmackDown and let her reinvent herself as a heel Sasha Banks, the legit boss, and let her uh, be a top star over on the SmackDown brand. I, I do think that when they split up, one that they should they should switch brands. I agree there, but I don't think it's now because one, just, unless WrestleMania is going to be held on like Saturn, there's, there's no fucking world where the Iconics are winning the tag titles at Mania. Just don't <laughs> see it happening, man. That would be a you 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 talk to me about my fucking swerves, dude. Hey man, you never That's know. That's a fucking swerve. <laughs> you know, they they could pin Natty. They don't, don't forget Sasha and Bailey don't have to be the ones to get pinned. They could they could no, steal I, a win. No, but I, I think this is Sasha and if this, this is gonna be Becky's night, this is could go, also be Sasha and Bailey's night in a way too. I mean, they the have Iconics to leave the do have a win over Sasha and Bailey. Um, it's a heel win. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Anyway, I'm I'm at this point I'm done with the with the women. I'm done with tag teams. My last my last two. I'm not to do that. First one, um, I'm sending Elias from Raw to SmackDown, so we can start really getting the most out of Elias. I feel like he's getting lost in the in the in the shuffle on Raw, yeah. and maybe a move over to SmackDown is what gets him like kind of uh, gets him rejuvenated again. I want to see him as a face again too. Okay. Like I, I mean, I like I think he's good as a heel or a face, but I really think he was doing some good things as a face, and he just wasn't booked correctly. Um, so give me that man, and even if that means throwing him, you know, you could th- even if that means starting him in the mid card. You know, we're bringing. Uh, you know, remember my, and you'll hear my number one that I'm bringing over to uh, SmackDown next. But 
there's plenty of guys you can have a feud over there with. Because I, as I said, at my number one, I have Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can have Elias and McIntyre as a SmackDown feud right away when they come over. But you have to make Elias a face first. Let me get back to my my Elias swap though. I have Samoa Joe going to Raw. So basically, here's how I see it playing out: fantasy booking time. Okay. okay? I have Samoa Joe defeating Ray at Mania. Okay. okay. Next, and then on the shakeup, two weeks later, he's drafted over to Raw with the title, but he loses the title on Raw to Ray that night. And Ray keeps the title on SmackDown by winning it on Raw, which is a little unpredictable, which is good. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a good match. It's going to be a WrestleMania rematch. Who books this shit? This guy. <laughs> Prescription filled. <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm totally with you on the Elias thing. Uh, I, I like him better as a, as a face also. I think he did great as a face, and I think if he goes to SmackDown as a face, he could be one. He could definitely be a main eventer. I could see him having feuds with guys like Daniel Bryan. You know, I could definitely see him. Uh, mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, but pretty much my – so the first of my last two are my two big names. You mentioned Drew McIntyre going to SmackDown. I also – have Drew McIntyre going over to SmackDown, uh, but I essentially traded him for Randy Orton, and I'm bringing Orton over to Raw. So I think, though, it's a perfect plug-and-play with the two of them. Uh, They both fit in uh, in that style of really aggressive, vicious, yeah, um, heel... Uh, we don't need too many of them over on SmackDown because, again, I kept Samoa Joe on SmackDown, and he also fits that bill, too. Which I did not. You know? Yeah. So, but, so that's why I thought, you know, Orton to Raw, McIntyre to SmackDown. Um, that's how I would fill out, like, my top tier, like, the rest of my top tier main event card. When Samoa Joe goes to Raw, though, right? Mm-hmm. He beats Rollins for the title down the line. And then he becomes a face and he sells Girl Scout cookies. No. Not in the slightest. <laughs> but no, I, I want to see Samoa Joe on Raw so he can beat Rollins for the Universal title down the line. Okay. Yeah. Samoa Joe needs to be in line down the road for a heavyweight championship. He, he's just it's too... He's too good to not be on the top of the card. Yeah. He's a guy you showcase. He's an animal. Well, speaking of top of the card, who who is your final top of the card trade? Um, It's AJ for Drew. And I want heel AJ. Heel AJ. If if you've heard me talk about what I would love to see at Mania, it's AJ. It's AJ aligning himself with um, Triple H and Flair. And then eventually turning on them and making it heel AJ. Okay. Well, I'm with that you is. on the AJ thing. Not on the heel turn. But I okay. do have AJ going to Raw. But I trade... Again, I know I keep saying trade, but I know we're shaking up. So I, I shook it AJ up with Roman Reigns. And I'm bringing Roman Reigns over to SmackDown. 
You know, I originally wanted right. it to be Seth Rollins, but I definitely see Seth Rollins becoming the new Universal Champion. So I could see him staying over on Raw, but I still want to break up the Shield, and I want to bring Rome, someone like Roman Reigns, and it would be great on SmackDown, especially in lieu with them moving to Fox later on in the year. So I have a couple of thoughts. Now, I, I see... Oh, there's, there's so much, there's so much like cross thought of what could happen because mm-hmm. I could see Samoa Joe ending Rollins' reign. I could see Rollins possibly turning heel after he wins the title and having a feud with Roman. I could see AJ Styles coming in, aligning himself with Triple H and maybe Ric Flair, and then turning on them. But you know, turning on them and becoming a heel or they work themselves in the heels and AJ becomes a face. I mean, there's just, there's, there's, there's so much to think about with all of it that I, I really, like, I have to see how WrestleMania shakes out before I can really, really, really dig into it. But AJ Styles is going to be part time more or not work as much. So I think that suits raw better too. Yeah. Okay. And as for drew, I just think drew would go right to, would be at the top of the card on SmackDown. Um, he might not get a title shot right away because he's a heel and Daniel Bryan's a heel. Right. But like, I could see like a Rey Mysterio beating Daniel Bryan and Drew beating Rey Mysterio. Well, hey, man, we have some real interesting picks here for our fantasy shakeup. It'll be interesting to see how, how much of this we got right. So we are going to revisit these lists on our episode following the Superstar Shake-Up in April and see how much this we got right and how much we got very, very wrong. <laughs> uh, but real quick, before we uh, hit our three-minute warning and end off the show, let's do some quick spitfire. So we definitely have... We already have some NXT call-ups that we've seen on the main roster. We've seen Heavy Machinery, EC3, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Aleister Black, Ricochet... And I am still listing Lars Sullivan um, on this list as well because uh, there's no talks about Lars not coming back. Uh, I just think maybe they're holding Lars off, obviously, to take care of his personal demons, but also holding him off for a really uh, big debut. So let's run down these seven stars, Doc, and let me know where you think they're going to go. So first, where do you think Heavy Machinery is going? Raw. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think Raw's best spot for them. What about EC3? SmackDown. I'm I'm with you on that. EC3 and The Miz on SmackDown, baby. It's going to happen. Nah, not with The Miz, though, unfortunately. <laughs> Next, what about the classiest lady on the block, Lacey Evans? SmackDown. Perfect for SmackDown. Uh, yep. Next is Nikki Cross. I already said uh, earlier, I think, Raw. I... I... Yeah, Raw probably makes more sense for her. So you After, think, especially yeah, with the shakeups I have, Raw makes more sense for her. So you think she's gonna I, be, she's gonna pull away from Sanity? She's good. I mean, she, I think she's already. I think it's already implied she's not with Sanity. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and I'm just gonna roll with that for now. Doesn't mean they can't do it again down the line, but I'm gonna roll with that for now. Right. I think she gets involved, like you said, with Bliss somehow on Raw, and like they kind of have a little feud. They have a, like a few, not a little one, a f- for real one. Okay. Next is Alistair Black. Alistair, is it, Alistair and Ricochet are tough, man. Because you could put them both on Raw, and that really helps to, 
Veronica. But I feel like with all the shakeups I made, I need Alistair on SmackDown, and I need Ricochet on SmackDown too. Really? Because so I, I need them to. I need them in the. I need them in the tag division on SmackDown right now. Okay. I actually yeah. split them up, but I have Alistair going to SmackDown, and I got Ricochet going to Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and. I think once they split up, that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But right now, I need them both in the SmackDown tag division since I just shook it up so much. And I think they're a good name to put in there and get that tag division, you know, keep that tag divisions going strong. Okay. All right. And now last, uh, Lars Sullivan, uh, when he returns, where are we going to see him? I only say SmackDown because I have Braun Strowman going to SmackDown. And... I can see Lars debuting against him. Okay, I actually have Lars going to Raw because I'm bringing Braun over to SmackDown in my fantasy shakeup. Oh, okay, um, so you have them separate and I have them feuding. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's fair. So I do want to throw a couple, uh, two wild cards that I have here. I know we said we weren't going to do any NXT call-ups, but I have this gut feeling we're going to see Shayna Baszler and Velveteen Dream on the main roster uh, sometime after WrestleMania. I'm going to leave it at that, though. I'm not going to elaborate, but I think there's an opportunity we're going to see Velveteen Dream and Shayna Baszler on the main roster after WrestleMania. Yeah. If you see that, I would see Shayna on Raw to like continue the Becky like kind of avenge Ronda type thing, because I think she's going to play a part in that triple threat match at Mania. And Velveteen? Yeah, put him on Raw, too. Him and Finn would be fun. Like a heel Velveteen feuding with Finn Balor. I think Dreams could have feuds with anybody on the main roster, and they're gonna be yeah. they're gonna be fun. That guy's gonna be main eventing Mania sooner than later. Yeah, Velveteen has it. Yeah, he really does. He has it. My favorite wrestler in the promotion. Fan, before we go, let me tell you about what's coming up next week for WrestleMania week, okay? Thursday night, April 4th, Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio are hosting the RWA Gala. They'll be streaming live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash RWA World. Starts at 7.30. There's going to be a war room debate, and Bones and Smarky are going to be taking part of it with all the other Wrestle Addict Radio personalities. Yours truly, unfortunately, will not be there, but I will see you guys at the WrestleMania tailgate and WrestleMania right before... Right before WrestleMania starts on April 7th. It'll be from 11 to 4. It'll be in the MetLife Stadium parking lot. Uh, once we figure out the lot, we'll let you know. So follow us on social media. Make sure you listen to next week's show. We'll uh, try, try our best to have the answer for you then. Um, that's a very kind of last second thing that we have to book just because of MetLife Stadium's policies. Uh, a $5 admission gets you food, drinks, beers, games, prizes, great people, and plenty of kayfabe. And all the proceeds will go to the Ronald McDonald House. And then one more thing for your WrestleMania WrestleMania week consumption. We have a content marathon. And boy, do we have a marathon. April 1st, Kayfabe Classics touches on WrestleMania 10. I'm going to sit. I'm going to talk to you about WrestleMania 10. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you, We're going to talk about the ladder match between Sean and Scott. We're going to talk about Bret Hart's two matches. We're going to talk about the botching of Lex Luger and WWE. 
April 2nd, Sparky's going to do a bonus episode of his singles runs. It's going to be a TakeOver New York prediction show. April 3rd, I'm going to give you another Kayfabe Classics. WrestleMania is in the New York area this year, so I touched on one New York area WrestleMania or WrestleMania 10. Bones is going to join me, and we're going to touch up WrestleMania 20. Of course, the classic triple threat match between Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. You had uh, Christian and Chris Jericho put on a great match. Uh, Eddie versus Angle for the WWE title. Lots of great stuff. One of the best WrestleManias ever. April 4th is the aforementioned RWA Gala. Uh, April 5th, Smarky will be doing another singles run bonus episode. It'll be a post-show for TakeOver New York. April 6th, fourth wall, episode number 20. It's going to be the WrestleMania preview. All three of us are going to be here. Make sure you're listening. April 7th, of course, is WrestleMania Sunday, and that's also fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate Sunday. And we're going to be streaming live on Twitter, so make sure you check it out if you can't be there at Media. And April 8th, Monday morning aftermath for WrestleMania 35. Bones and I are going to arise from our slumber at some point after uh, getting our faces melted at mania the night before and we're going to give you all the hot takes all our opinions and where we see things going in the future man we got a lot going on doc uh this is the best time of year it's like christmas but it's wrestlemania even better and if this is your first time tuning in thank you and i am jc bones and you can follow me on twitter at jc bones that's bones with a z and i and Doc Haas, you can find me on Twitter at D-R-H-A-A-S-E, number four, W-C. The third man, Johnny Smarks, is on Twitter at Johnny Smarks a lot. And that makes us the fourth wall WrestleCast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fourth WallCast. If you've enjoyed the fourth wall experience and are looking for more kayfabe for your weekly consumption, then go to patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. Three dollars and up gets you exclusive content each and every week. We bring you shows such as Fabe Classics, Smarky's Singles Run, Sunday Night Aftermath, and so much more. So join the fam to come get your weekly dose of Fabe consumption. That's patreon.com slash fourth wall wrestlecast. Don't forget the date stock was given you. Thursday, April 4th, 7.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash RWA World to check us out live with the Rant with Ant and Wrestle Addict Radio families. Sunday at WrestleMania is the fourth wall WrestleMania tailgate, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. We want to see you there. Come join the fam. Come celebrate. Come bring in WrestleMania the right way. Please be sure to recommend to all your friends to like, share, subscribe, and join our Patreon to help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are the fourth wall WrestleCast. (sighs) (laughs) Goodbye and good night. Goodbye and good night.
that's Kenny Omega saying he, he invented that. Well, no, he, he says goodbye, walk, good night. And he, he does the bang, yeah. So I don't, yeah. I don't kiss or do the bang. You not, definitely not bang. Stealing. You definitely bang. Well, I you definitely def- bang. Definitely bang. You definitely bang. Definitely bang. I, I, I see it all the time. I watch <laughs> you bang. It's getting weird. I mean, it's, it's only weird if you want to make it weird. Did we just, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, fam. Alright, good, good, good night, Doc. <laughs> Alright, I gotta get to work. Later, I'll catch you later on, man. Alright, pieces. Good stuff. Alright, man. Later. <laughs>